Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. I am JD Coza, and I'm here with Cody Murphy. Yes, sir. Today we are going to be doing part two of our video game dialogue or episode or however you may say it. On this episode, Murph is going to be the interviewer, per se, kind of run source. I'm just going to give you a little bit of background on a little bit of my history, my background, per se. Murph, what you been up to, bro? I ain't heard from you. I heard your voice in a couple days, though. Well, not much. Still um, thinking about the Super Bowl. Um, mm. Getting an online debates about the state <laughs> of the NBA and the refs. The refereeing of NFL and college football and all that good jazz. Uh, I've been hearing about the train wreck in Ohio and UFOs and fucking Ukraine and new chat, uh, AI chat that's becoming sentient and shit like that. So we're living, what a time to be alive, you know? The end of our days is near, I would say. I mean, (laughs) it, it seems... Like we're rapidly moving towards something cataclysmic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like we're right on the brink of nuclear World War Three or zombie apocalypse or some shit or out of a movie. Or AI takeover, fucking Matrix yeah. or some shit. And I mean, really, what can you do except put out some video game content, you know? <laughs> yeah. We, we need uh, to, we should have an episode really about everything that is the fucking news right now because i feel like everybody oh, would listen to it's that it's crazy i know we're kind of going off the rails here but i mean fuck it yeah i mean it's crazy what's going everything going on and like everything's just so sped up nowadays because of the constant news cycle we have with social media like everything like you don't even have time to process before something else hits you you know so really i think and the question is the big question is has it always been this way and the advent of the internet and social media and like I said, instant, constant news cycle is exposing it and that was that's why we're having this all time high of anxiety and depression. Has has the world always been this way? We just didn't know about it, or is it, you know, continually getting worse and worse? I think there's an argument to be said for the media cycle and how it runs right now. Because everything, you know, it's got to be something new every day so that they feel like, you know, they're, they're the hot topic or whatever. But there's definitely an increase of some weird and sketchy shit right now. I mean. And it's all it's all fear mongering and clickbait. Mm-hmm. And it's we want to be the first to put this headline out. We don't want it's not necessarily we want to be right about what we're talking about. Yep. We just want to be the one to get the word out. Yep. And now. You have all this shit with like the deep fakes that where they can fake people's appearances, not just their voice, not just their voice, but also their appearances, their mannerisms. You can take because I, I saw like a clip on Twitter or somewhere. I can't remember where it was from, but it was uh, they had Joe Rogan and Jordan Peterson and they were arguing about I can't remember. It was something like ridiculous, like something they would never talk about. And it literally sounded just like them. And then I heard another one of Trump and Biden, and they were, it was like they were playing Overwatch. <laughs> that one's pretty funny. I've seen them deep fakes. Like, I've seen a Joe Rogan advertisement one where they took Joe Rogan. and That's what it was. It was yeah. Joe Rogan reading advertisements. 
Yeah. And it's like, that's gotta be so illegal, bro. Yeah. And now they're taking like people's faces and putting them on like and making porn, like deep fake porn with it. Yep. Yep. I've seen that too. That's, that's a big thing happening to, to the ladies out here. I mean, I'm sure it happens to men too, but like that is incredibly, that's just scary. You know, think about how many people you can get locked up for something they didn't do because now you have video evidence, quote unquote. It's a ugly and evil world. But in the same breath, I tell people like, just don't pay attention to this. Shit. A lot of me, a lot of me wants to say that this is all like a distraction from something else that's serious. I don't Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, yeah, I hear that argument a lot and I, I get that. I mean, it definitely, all this stuff could be just misdirection from what's really, you know, happening right yeah. under our noses. And that's scary. But also I think that if we just slow down and smell the roses and we realize that, you know, your neighbor, your community that you live in is really, you know, people want to do good for each other. So I don't know, but what a time to be alive. It's scary. It's the scariest time to be alive, but it's also like we're the most advanced we've ever been. Medicine is the most advanced it's ever been. You know, more people have access to healthcare, clean water, food. I feel like this should be our next episode is just news cycle shit, whatever's going on. Because like I could talk about the the Epstein shit that's been coming out with the Ghislaine Maxwell. Yeah, that's whatever. We could get on. We could go two hours just on that shit alone. Man, I all right. Swear. So let's let's get back on track here. We don't know. <laughs> we kind of. We were riffing there for a little bit, but this is supposed to be about video games. So we'll just uh, let's just start off. So Wednesday of this past week, uh, there was a big season two content drop on Call of Duty Warzone 2.0. So what are your uh, let's initially like what's your thoughts on that initially so far? All right. So like I really I keep trying the game. I keep loading it up, loading in, and it's still super depressing to me, like the map. Gorgeous. I I don't know how I don't like all the, the water completely around the edges and like sometimes. So you're talking you get, about a Sheikah Island, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So just the the island in itself is nice, like it's good, but the way some of the circles and like you end up with a circle that's literally completely water. You know what I'm saying? Like that that whole play is yeah, stupid. that's trash. I mean, they made good updates, right? The, the the plating update was nice. Movement, you know, is a little bit quicker. The animations are a little bit quicker. It just, I don't know, man. The TTK, time to kill on something. You have literally no, you have to like basically creep walk the entire map if you want to make it. I feel like I'm just creeping around like a fucking snooze ball. I'm bored to death. I can't push. I can't. Dude, I can't move because if I do and somebody shoots me in the back, there is nothing I can do except for die. Yeah, I think, I mean, I, I definitely understand where you're coming from there. I think that they need to bring back the slide cancel mechanic. Mm-hmm. I think that would really bring back a lot of the players who revert back to Caldera. Yep. I think if you buff the movement even more, which I know they did with the plating system and whatever, and they did revamp the, they reverted back to the <clears throat> old method of, looting the looting is like a yeah. like all instead of bringing up a fucking menu or whatever it just you just pick it up and it goes in your inventory it's like a pinata style right i mean honestly my first impression is i've been having a pretty good time with it i mean yeah you just gotta 
take it for what it is. I mean, it's rebirth. So you're not necessarily supposed like, it's not as high stakes to say, as say like Al Masra or Caldera or Verdance because you have a, a, re, a rebirth, you know, timer or whatever. So like, yeah, you might die, but then like if your teammates can stay, stay alive, then you're coming right back. So it's a different, it just is a different pace. It's a lot more fast paced, a lot more, you know, you can get into more gunfights and the map's smaller. And I do like the map. I think the map is pretty, pretty good as far as like verticality and there's all kinds of different angles. There's yeah. ways to, you can flank. I feel like there's a lot of different ways to flank. There's up, there's the underground part, there's the water part, there's buildings, there's high rises. So yep. I think they did a good job with that. I would agree. But the I, weapon balancing, they I feel like they need to. They have some stuff to figure out as far as that, like as far as the meta. Like we maybe we need to yeah. figure out some stuff. But yeah. as players, I've been running. I've had my most luck since the update with the um, the EBR and the M13 kind of shreds, bro. Like they gave it a buff. I'm telling you, it eats. Yeah, I use the the M13 a little bit, but I use it more as like a SMG, like the that's Camara. how that's how I run it. Yeah, like uh, that that's a good one too. Is the Camara? Yeah, it's the M13 um, platform, like the yeah. weapon system. But yeah. uh, I like the ISO, the Hemlock ISO that they put in there. It's one of yeah, the that, guns. that thing is OP as hell. Yeah, that bro. thing slaps. It slaps. Mm. Um, I think it's just gonna take a few weeks to really get yeah. used to it and it's going to take the streamers they have to get their videos their content out and then we'll get of course everything smoothed out you know i haven't played any almazra yet so i don't know if it's any better but <clears throat> i know season one in my opinion was trash as far as almazra goes that's the worst thing call of duty's ever put out i mean ever People complained about Caldera, but like I said in that Facebook post, like Caldera compared to Almazra looks like, you know, f- what Fortnite did when it first came out. I just miss Verdansk. Give me back Verdansk, bro. Yeah, I agree. I mean, we were in the golden age. We, <laughs> we didn't, didn't even know, know it. it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, take me back. You, you don't know what you what you got until it's gone. I swear, bro. It, that was peak. Peak. I do like it's, how they brought the ranked play into it, though. Yeah. I think that's, that's another. Because, I mean, not everybody is a BR player. Not yeah. everybody likes playing BR. So, like, it's, it's good that they brought the ranked back and um, they've been updating maps and stuff like that. I think it's 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 headed in the right direction. It's definitely took an uptick for me. That's why it's got yeah. me a little bit more interested in it. I still think that I'll play a little bit of Caldera here and there because just I think it's more fun because of the slide canceling aspect and the redeploy balloons and that type of thing. But I think Call of Duty's trending in the right direction as far as their new content. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of multiplayer, bro. I've been running that season two mosh pit, and I like the two maps that they brought back. They brought back um, Dome and um, 
I can't remember what the map's name's called, but it's one of the ones from uh, one of the older games, and it's it's really nice. Uh, I need to bring back High Rise. High Rise, I feel like is gonna be. That's one coming. of the best. That's one of the best Call of Duty maps ever yeah. made. In my it's opinion. in the middle of High Rise, bro. Or it's in the middle of High Rise. It's in the middle of Almazra. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's coming for sure. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be. Be yeah. here in, in due time. Yeah. All right, so. Let's get into your background, your history, your relationship with video games. Let's give just give us like an overview of like your progression as far as like when you first started playing, and then all the way up till to now. All right. Well, for me, video games always ended up being like I know, like you said, it. Um, is an escape, you know what I'm saying? It's a way for me to take a load off or, you know, be competitive with siblings or friends or whatever. Um, some of my earliest memories from playing video games was, you know, I'd go to my dad's on the weekends and um, we'd end up at my grandparents' house and they had um, the duck hunt game on the – I can't remember what it was. The Sega. This Nintendo, I think. Yeah, but that that was like that. It to me is the earliest, like as far back as I can remember, video games. I didn't even like recognize it until you said it in the last episode. Um, but that was you know always an on and off thing. You know, I didn't play it that much until I was like eight or nine years old, and. My dad bought himself a Nintendo 64, and he had the Zelda games. My mom ended up playing Yoshi's Island on it, but the OG Zelda games. My dad still tells this story all the time about he would get, you know, so far ahead. And as a kid, you know, me just turning on a video game, not knowing what I'm doing, I would end up deleting all of his progress on the game. Oh no. <laughs> that's that's terrible. He would be so far into the game and it came to the point where him and my mom got together and we're like, "All right, well, you know, JD's old enough, Zach's old enough. Let's just go ahead and get them a Nintendo 64." And so they got me one and it was a Christmas one year and it was the I don't know if you remember this, but the, or the Nintendo 64 came out with a Pikachu Nintendo 64. Did it have a like a yellow controller? Yeah, well, it had Pikachu like face on the system and it was like risen and it had like the voice box in it. And the game that came with it was um it was a Pokemon game, but it wasn't like your traditional Pokemon style. Right. It was like it came with a microphone. Oh and yeah, you, you know, got you one know, of them bougie ass. Yes, bro. Oh yeah. You would you run up to like the Pokemon Pikachu or whatever, whatever Pokemon it was, and you could talk to them and like you know basically make them do actions through the microphone, which was incredibly dope at the time. Now that you think about it, like yeah, voice controlled type thing, and I started getting really heavy into because my mom loved Yoshi and Mario was like the earliest versions of the Mario. Yeah. And 
um, you know, the, the, the original Mario where you run into the castle and uh, you know, Mario music kicks on. And uh, what would it be? Yoshi's Island 2, I think, was the one that was out at the time. See, I don't think I ever played the Yoshi's Island. I remember um, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion was a good one. Um, but Yoshi's Island to me is like one of my core memories, bro. You start off with Yoshi and you find little baby Mario off in the bushes. And then you go on this, you know, you start doing these Mario type worlds with Yoshi. And man, what a storyline too, bro. Some of the things you can do, you turn into like a, a tank that, tears through the walls to get to baby Mario or if you get hit Mario flies off in the little bubble and the the uh god I can't remember what their name's called but they try to take baby Mario and you had to get him up get him before the time ran out yeah what what a game um I know that once I started getting older there came a point in time that I was still playing the 64 and as a selfish young boy, like I wouldn't really share too much time with my younger brother. So they went ahead and at that time they went and got a GameCube. It was the black one, the black GameCube. They got it from my brother and he started getting into like, um, what was that dirt bike game called? I can't remember what it was called, but I, I just remember Brian Deegan. Was the name oh, of the yeah. guy? Ah, uh, what was that game? Bro? Oh yeah, it was like kind of like an arcadey type. Like you yeah, could, like, knock pe- you could, like knock people off their their bikes and like throw shit. It's kind of like uh, Mario Kart, but like with dirt bikes. Dude, I can't remember the name of it. I can't but remember it either. But I know exactly what you're talking about. That game was so sick, but my brother really turned towards dirt bikes and like those racing type games at that time, and it turned to the point where I was like, well, if Zach's got a GameCube, then I need a GameCube. So, and now my parents were like, if you do this and this and this, or, you know, this amount of time, we'll get you a GameCube. And, you know, I did it. I pulled it off. And one year on my birthday, I opened up a, a box and my mom liked to play these sick tricks as a kid where she, you know, get a box and then put it inside a box and inside of a box. Yeah. And you, get, and you get to the regular box and, oh, my God, it's a GameCube. Then you open it up and there's like uh, a brick inside or something. Damn, that's cruel. <laughs> yeah, it was savage, bro. But I ended up with the purple GameCube. And this is where I really started diving into, like this was around the time that I started diving into being a baseball player. And on the GameCube was the single greatest baseball game of all time, which was MVP Baseball 2005 with Manny Ramirez on the cover. That game, I don't know what it was about it, but the animations for the time, I know like the graphics obviously in 2005, 2006 weren't stellar, but the gameplay on that was, I think to this day, some of the cleanest like hitting animations, gameplay, fielding animations, pitching style, like the the old classic pitch meter where, you know, you hold the X button until it gets to the green part and then come back down. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Bro. 
Yeah, <sighs> we spent we spent hours on that game. What a what a game, bro. My That's buddy, uh, he lived down the road from me growing up, and his dad was like our little league baseball coach. And so we would go. I would go over there all the time, and like he was, he was a little bit. He was like a year or two older than me, and his brother was like a year younger than me. And so, like his brother, he would always beat his brother's ass at that game, like by like eight runs. So it got to the point where his his little brother wouldn't even play him no more. <laughs> and so he, I started going over there, and I I could actually keep up with him a little bit. Like, yeah, he would he would beat me more than I beat him, but like I could still get him every now and then. And so, like, me and him would go, like, seven-game series, you know, like, playoffs. Yeah. One series, all that shit. So, and yeah, I mean, that game was, that game like was that. groundbreaking. Man, at the time, there were so many fun things. They had that – Um, it was not – it wasn't a home run derby, but it was, like, a, a hitting mini game where it had, right. like – it had, like, the moving targets, and you could yeah. hit them, and, like, certain things were certain points. I remember that. Man, that, that game was so much fun, bro. I used to run through – like, I would pick the Reds, and you could do a fantasy draft, and it was, like, the earliest memory I have of, like, a game with a fantasy draft. And, you know, at the time, it was, like, Albert Pujols, Manny Ramirez, Derek Jeter. Like, those were the guys, or Adrian Beltre, some of the guys that you could pick. And I would build, like, the, the most stacked team of all time and go, like, 120 and 42 or whatever. Yep. And just make a make a run every year with the – and I remember you could, like, put on force trades or whatever – Right, so you could just build your teams stacks as you wanted to. Oh my god, I would I would force trade everybody. It was like take this sixty five overall player, and I'll take three of your ninety nine overalls. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Like something that would never happen in real life. Exactly. I was like, I didn't want that bum, but let me have all all of your good players. Oh my god, what a what a game, bro! I I I remember distinctly around that time frame. With the with the GameCube, um, I would get into like uh, Luigi's Mansion was a good one on the GameCube, and uh, what other games? Let me rack my brain here. The thing about the GameCube too was like the PS2 and the Xbox. They had these big, you know, like big round discs. But the the GameCube it had like a little small, like it it was like. Like a washer almost is what it looked like, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, they were tiny, tiny little discs, bro. And easily losable, don't get me wrong. Tiny things, bro. Like they weren't the big CD styles. They were like pretty much, I'd say, like half of that size or maybe even a third of the size of a regular disc. Tiny little things. That that was when also, I know I'm talking a lot of baseball, but that was also the time the first original uh, Mario Baseball came out, and it it had a story mode on it where you like would take Mario. Hi. Had a story mode on it where you would take Mario, and you had to go and like conquer these other territories, so like Yoshi Land, Peach's Castle, um, you know, and then you would gather this superstar all-star team and you'd go and face Bowser at his castle, which to me as a kid, that was one of the coolest things ever. Um, I know as I got older and I would see a lot more kids kind of, 
around school and stuff. Like they had Playstations, they had Xboxes, and my mom was firm on being a Nintendo person. I, I realize now it was more so as like she felt like she was protecting me from those heavily rated, you know, M yeah. games because Nintendo was kid friendly, right? Historically, yeah, historically Nintendo was more of a uh, kids friendly, like family entertainment, and then the PlayStation, and the Xbox usually have the more explicit content. But to counter that, though, I know that um, a lot of the uh, Resident Evil games came out on Nintendo. Yes, and maybe the Silent Hill games too. I can't remember. I want to. I want to say yes. But yeah, I understand like the the brand loyalty of because it's you know it's always a big debate now PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. So like I I get where the uh, brand loyalty of Nintendo comes into play. And I got a lot of love for Nintendo, honestly. Like I I think I don't know. I'm jumping ahead, but the Switch right now is a fantastic little console. It's one of them things like there's classic games and then all the new stuff is phenomenal man clean crisp graphics bro clean gameplay on everything some of these zelda games and mario games and stuff that they're coming out with are incredible i mean obviously pokemon's still running strong to this day um yeah i know um nintendo to me it really does a great job of knowing its audience knowing its its clientele its customer base and really just finding its own lane and not falling into competition with the with the Xbox and the Sony's and the you know and the PC like they have their own little ecosystem i guess is what you could call it yeah. and they and they stick to it and they you know they know they stay on brand you know really they know well. exactly who they're targeting they know their audience right and they know who I they are I respect Nintendo for always sticking to their guns. Um, and in that time frame, you know, with not being able to kind of push into the Xbox or PlayStation ground, because that was like right when, you know, PlayStation and Xbox were taking off. So, you know, kids were getting all these things, starting to play like GTA and talking about that stuff at school. You know, I started trying to find other ways to, you know, have video games to talk about. And like one of them things for me was the Game Boy and my my first personal like I played Game Boy in the past before that but my first personal Game Boy like mine that I could claim as mine was the flip up Game Boy SP you know what yeah, I'm talking I about those. yeah that was the one after the Game Boy Advance right yeah yes so like my mom she had a Game Boy Advance my dad had Game Boy Color I played those and I didn't get too much playing time on those. Obviously, my you know my parents picked them up, put them down, all kinds of things. My mom was more of like a, like I said, a Mario Yoshi. She would get the Tetris games. You know, at the yeah. time you could buy the Tetris insert games, but for me, when that Game Boy SP came out, or when I got it, I remember that's when I really delved into Pokemon, and because of the SP, you could go back and use the original Game Boy cartridges, the big ones, even with it having the smaller cartridge, you know what I'm saying? Right. You can play the big ones and the small ones. And that's when Pokemon 
Fire Red, Pokemon, um, Emerald, and uh, what was the other one? It was like Ruby, Sapphire, all of them yeah. games started started pushing out, and I de- I I dove into Pokemon Emerald. I became I, like I fell in love with that that whole scheme of Pokemon. I was like, wow, I'm really into this. Like, this is fun. It's on the go. I can play on the bus at school when nobody's looking and all this stuff. And then I started going back and I played through like all the Pokemons all the way, all the way through, like trying to learn the lore. I started watching Pokemon. I I really fell in love with Pokemon. I started buying Pokemon. And then like Yu-Gi-Oh opened up Digimon, which people forget about Digimon. Digimon was fire. Yeah. It was like a, an offshoot of it's like kind of the same concept of of Pokemon, but it was had its own flair on it. Like yeah. the, I think the monsters actually look more badass in Digimon than they did in Pokemon. Yeah, I think they were more like a a mature style Pokemon. It was definitely a sick show. I don't know if you remember the show, but that show was yeah. Fire. <sighs> yeah, Digimon was fun. I remember they come out with the movies. I forgot to list this on my list here, but also around that same time frame, you know, like I said, I go to my dad's on the weekends. My grandma had a computer, like an old, you know, dial up PC, the PC. And one of the things that I started playing on the PC at that time was RuneScape. And that really pushed me into another, like, that was my first interacting with other people in a video game type atmosphere, you know, going on and seeing all of these people communicating with each other. Like, hey, can I get a free 15K? Well, uh, don't go across this line or you get killed and then run in secret missions. And Yeah, I never see, I never really got into RuneScape. So I kind of missed that whole uh, that whole type of game, but I kind of, but I know that RuneScape kind of led right into World of Warcraft and Diablo and that whole type of that whole industry. So yeah. it created this type of lore or fascination for these type of faction style, or I don't know what they're called, like super MMORPG. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was at the time, bro, one of the coolest experiences because I remember when I was a kid, like talking about RuneScape with other people and being like, hey, you're going to be on RuneScape after school. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. That to me was so cool because you could leave school and play with your friends online and meet up and talk with them. Like as a kid, you you didn't have shit to talk about anyways. Like, hey, let's go cut down trees for half an hour. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like it's fucking 1870. Yeah, I swear. But that's fucking, what's so funny, or not funny, but what um, is interesting, I guess you could say, is that RuneScape, <clears throat> RuneScape is still around, even after all these years. And I know that they have like a newer version of RuneScape, but they also have a very staunch following of just the, the RuneScape classic. Yep the OG RuneScape. My brother yeah. still plays it and it's on his phone and he still plays it on his phone. It's like a app now. They've created the app of the OG RuneScape like logged into his old account he made when he was you know, 10 years old. 
which is that's nuts. He still remembers. That's what I said. I don't remember my password or even what my name was at the time. That's like but, remembering your MySpace password or some shit. <laughs> I'm gonna try and log into my MySpace later. We're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to upload that to our group and be like, everybody, fucking get into your MySpace. Hey, follow us on MySpace. Cozy, real, real conversations with Cozy and Butt. <laughs> Check out my top 10 friends. <laughs> I'd like to see what my top 10 friends were before. God, you probably don't even know them anymore. I, I guarantee that I talked to maybe one, if maybe one of them. I bet you. I got it. I would say that was like middle school time. So, and that kind of pushes into the same time frame. Mindscape, or Mindscape, MySpace, RuneScape, and, you know, finding this identity as a person who plays video games. I started pushing my way through middle school and around that time, like right before I went into high school, the Nintendo Wii came out. I believe I was like seventh or eighth grade. And every year I would get, cause my birthday lines up like a month from Christmas. So I would get my birthday money usually spend it, get my things that I want. Mom wouldn't have to do very much for Christmas. Dad wouldn't have to do very much for Christmas. Cool. But this one year, I decided I'm going to take whatever money I get from my family, friends, or whatever. I'm going to save it. I'm going to see what I can pull together from Christmas, my birthday, whatever money I make cutting grass, doing chores, all that crap along the way. I'm going to buy myself a Nintendo Wii. Well, I, I save up. I get enough money for a Nintendo Wii, brand new. It just came out. I, uh, Christmas comes around. My mom, you know, over the over the past month and a half, she's like, "Hey, just hold on to your money. Just just hold on to it. Wait, see if there's a sale around Christmas." You know, I didn't put together two and two at the time. Right. That when I woke up Christmas morning and I opened up this box, I had saved like for the first time in my life, I saved. You know what I at the time was a lot of money to a kid. You know what I'm saying? Like it was like 200 bucks saved up a lot of money to buy myself a Wii, but I opened up a box. Boom. There's a Nintendo Wii right there. And I literally bawled my eyes out. Cause I was like, I was going to buy this. And they're like, I saved my money. Not putting, you know, like it seems like a sissy thing, but like to me, it was almost like, how dare you cross me knowing I was going to do this bro now you can spend all your money on like accessories and shit so the next day after we get the Wii she was like well it's for the family so you're going to you know we got to share it I'm like in my head I'm like you know this is my Wii fool that's what's going to happen this is going to be mine and now it ended up being in the living room and we all played it you know family thing my mom loved it for the workout stuff those yeah. little Nintendo Wii workout. So what was it? We fit. We fit. fit. Yeah. Yeah. She loved that thing. So I took that birthday money and I don't know if you remember this, but Nintendo came out also in that same time frame. It was called the Game Boy Mini. Tiny I think little, so. I never had was, one, but. It was such a niche thing. Like it was just basically a little screen with buttons on the side of the screens and enough space to put the little 
half size cartridges in. I my dumbass went to the store and bought one of them. Played it for like a week and was like, man, this is too small for my hands, too small for me to even see the screen. I wasted all my money on it. Took it back, turned it into what would turn into Wii Sports, um, the second Mario Baseball, and then my first NBA basketball game on the Nintendo Wii. And the only reason I even remember that game was because Derrick Rose was a rookie Oh yeah, and I would pick uh, the Cavaliers, and then I would pick him up off free agency because it was like he wasn't drafted to a team, or like it wasn't like every time he started a season, he wasn't on a team. He was just sitting in the free agents, and I just remember picking him up, and all I had to do was like do the little dribbling motion and move the stick forward, and it was a wide open dunk every time, and I just would kill everybody that I played. Damn, in that game. I didn't even know they made a basketball game for. For the Wii like that. It was so sick, bro. Kobe was lights out on that game, bro. You play with Kobe and you just do you just flick the wrist like a like you're shooting a basketball. Ice cold, bro. Wet. Wet. I mean that game was coke that man. R.I.P. Kobe. Also, like in that same not too long after Christmas, that was when like Guitar Hero was big. And then Rock Band came out, and we'd bring over all of the friends, and it kind of, like, turned into gaming, turned into a coming together. Like, I would have friends over at the house, and then the whole night consisted of us, like, trying to run through, unlock more songs, beat yeah. songs. And all of my friends and I, we kind of put together enough money to get the whole Rock Band kit, like the microphone, drum set, guitar, a second guitar, and we would basically just have – Guitar Hero rock band parties and hang out. Some of us would play poker and video games around that time really turned into what would turn into like this united playing together. Like we all came together over this. So we, we all kind of grew up, pushed together a little bit, you know, into high school. We stuck together, still doing these video game things. And I remember my brother putting together some money and he went out and got himself a white Xbox 360. We never had an Xbox. We never had anything other than Nintendo in this house. I remember my mom going up in arms about this thing. She was like, I don't know what you're going to be doing on this game, talking to whoever, blah, blah, blah. Well, Modern Warfare 2, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, was the the hot thing right then and there, bro. And so... There used to be an old hack on the Xbox where you create an email and then join Xbox Live and you'd get a free week to play online. Like a free Xbox Live session for a week or whatever. Yeah. Well, we would hop on Modern Warfare 2 and we'd just stay up for like, we'd basically just play every hour we could for those seven straight days. You know, we didn't have any money. Then you'd make a new email and fucking... Uh, Run it all over again. <laughs> Run it all hey, over you gotta, again. You got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Like, fuck, your parents aren't going to pay for Xbox Live. Then you got to find a way to get on there. Even if At that means time, restarting bro. every week. Every week we would just run it up. And we'd get so far. And then we'd have to start over. Well, it got to the point where, like, you know, the buddy group all got Xboxes. 
So we started playing together, and we all ended up in a, a lobby in Modern Warfare 2 that was a hacked lobby. And if you got a kill, it would just take you, it would jump you to 10th prestige level 70. Yeah, I remember, I remember that shit. That was like a big, big deal back in the day. Like being able to just skip entire fucking prestiges and everything. Yep. And it would like basically unlock all the camos, turn you to 10th prestige level 70. And I remember looking at my brother like, we cannot start over. We we cannot start over. Just we got to find a way to pay for this shit. <laughs> so we like we put together like everything that we had, and right there in my hometown, there was a a video game store, and this was crazy. At like at the time, for my little town to have a a, a almost like a GameStop before GameStop was big. Yeah, it was a little video game shop. You could go in. Basically, it was just, you know, I don't know how the guy ever stayed open because I know he wasn't making money because it was basically just kids walking in, trading in video games that they beat or extra video games that they had, trading them in for store credit and then flipping it into some other game or whatever. That's all we did. But one time we just took in whatever excess games we had and he happened to have like a three month Xbox Live card there. And we were like, we'll give you everything we got for that card right there. Oh my God, we did it. We pulled it together and then, you know, I, I started finally working and getting things. So I finally made my own account. And then for a long time, my brother was like, you know, you took away all the camos and all that stuff, camo grinding and having fun in this game. It's like, what's the point? I can't, I don't even unlock guns anymore. Everything's unlocked. And it's like this whole council aim. So I ended up taking it. <sighs> ah, let me think. Yeah, it's not as fun when you don't have to earn it. Yeah, it was just cheating kind of ruins the fun for, for the fun of it. Which it did, and at the time I was just like, and you know, we're not gonna make it this far, you know, playing on a week. So we had a three sixty in that house for a long time. I want to say it was probably like the end of my eighth grade year into about my sophomore year, and then in my sophomore year. I finally convinced my parents, like, hey, you know, everybody plays this. We've been playing it. You know, my argument at the time was like, hey, I'm, you know, kind of molding into a young adult. Like, help me get an Xbox. Like, I'll do what I have to do. I'll put together my money. You know, we'll we'll come to an agreement. Like, there's so many hours, blah, blah, blah. Well, I end up getting my own Xbox. Zach has his. I have mine. And then... Black Ops came out, Call of Duty Black Ops, the OG one. And that's when the transition was made from like part-time, just fun-time gaming into like I had to be the best. I had to be the dog in the group because all my friends, they were good. They were all right. Some of them kind of sucked, but like we would play Search and Destroy or whatever, and it was always like, six six of the same guys every night just run and search and destroy and like if i wasn't going to win or plant that bomb and you know 1v6 the clutch we were going to lose so it kind of yeah, like you basically had to carry i was carrying bro my back was hurt every night up. yep it would turn into like us kind of assembling a squad that needed to be together every night and one of us 
lagging out or dropping out and we couldn't run games or somebody had to leave early and it was like, well, this is depressing. And if we didn't yeah. have, if we didn't have the full squad, then basically it was just four of us running zombies. Cause I know everybody who hears this had played Call of Duty Zombies. Hey, Zombies is legit, bro. Like, that's one of the most, that's one of the more fun game modes of Call of Duty. Like, like in its heyday, mm. it's it was like the shit. Man, I just, I wish they would just give us back Zombies like full time. Because Zombies, I don't know if it's just, the nostalgia of it or what, but it was such a fun and clean play all the time. All you had to do was kill zombies. And you could go, the thing about it is, is like you get, have one game session and it might last three hours. You might be playing to level like 50 or something, you know, before you can complete my, my favorite zombies was call of duty world war two. And it was Keener um, to Toten, maybe. No, that was like the first one. That one was good. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like whenever they started making everything so complicated. Yeah, and like having all these different like special abilities and like yada yada yada. Like I liked like you go get a gun off the wall, and then you have like a certain objective you got to do, and then yeah. you can upgrade your gun. You can put it in the uh, the fuck was the name? But the name of that machine punch. Punch a pa- pack, pack a, a punch, pack a punch, yeah, pack, pack a punch, punch machine, yeah. You throw it in the pack punch machine, upgrade it, yada yada yada. And you know what you gotta do, then boom. And pack it seems punch, like they bro. just overcomplicated it to the point where it's like I don't even know what the fuck's going on. I just want to yeah. kill zombies, you know. The the peak of zombies, I would say, is the map that you you know you open the doors and. You got that big stage, the the yeah, that's the the Toten or whatever. That 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 for me is just the perfect playthrough of zombies. You ain't got to worry about too much. It's basically you know you could get the the sodas or whatever, the you know quick fast hands or whatever. Buy the perks, yeah. Yeah, I just stabbed my foot on something. I don't know what it was. Sorry. Um, you buy the perks. Basically, I didn't even realize perks until like. My one buddy was really good at Call of Duty, the zombies, and like he would get into watching the videos and stuff on them to learn things about it. All I wanted to do was get a ray gun and pack a punch shit out of it. Right. Or get, or the goal was always to keep the OG pistol you started with and pack yeah. a punch that. And what was yeah, that? And you get, uh, you get like uh, explosive rounds or something like yeah. that. It was pack a punch and it was Mustang and Sally. That was the name of them, the akimbo grenade yeah. launcher pistols. Yeah, bro, those were fucking. See, fun. it was bacon and eggs on the uh, one I was talking about, Mar- or uh, World War Two. It was called bacon and eggs, and you just fucking delete all the zombies, pretty much. I also liked. I don't know if you remember this map too. It was um, the one with the rocket. It was a big like space. Yeah, I don't remember that one. I remember the one where you have to get on the bus and there's like lava and shit. Yeah, that map that map pissed me off because your boys would just leave you. Yeah, they just straight up just hop on the bus and leave you with <laughs> yeah. like a hundred zombies. Yeah, it's like fuck you, bitch. Oh my god! But that rocket ship one, it introduced a perk that was called um, 
it was like dolphin. I don't remember, but you dolphin dove, and if you dolphin dived off like anything, it basically was like a bomb when you hit the ground. You dolphin dolphin dove, yeah, you hit the ground, and it would explode like it was like a setting off a bomb, right? And I just remember we had a, a, like a stair set up. Two of us watched the top of the stairs and two of us watched the stairs. And we basically just had a rotation. Just One diving guy, off that bitch. <laughs> yo, bro. It was so OP, bro. The, basically the two at top would protect their backs and the other two would just be doing a circle lap. Like just dolphin diving, bro. Man, that was good times. See, what I think the best thing about zombies was is like you, like you were just talking about, it required a certain level of of teamwork like you one guy had to watch watch your back while you did this task or whatever and then you know you and then you do the same for him and like you had to work as a unit you couldn't just like go off and kill zombies or you would only make it to like level six or seven yeah exactly and that's when video games i would say were like at its peak of you know engagement and as much as there was shit talking. And well, it was just pure fun. It wasn't yeah. like, like it is now where everything's fucking so toxic and everybody just wants to complain and bitch about everything. Yeah. Literally everything nowadays is, one, it's all so competitive. There is no casual gameplay anymore. Like any game that comes out, it's like who's going to be the best at it and how are you going to like find these little loopholes to be better? Yeah, like... And Call of Duty has the worst. It has one of the most toxic fucking fan bases. Like any Call of Duty group you get in, yeah. If you say anything, it's always well. T- uh, post your stats. Let's see your KD. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, so I can't have an opinion on the game, even if I have a trap. You know, even if my KD's you know less than spectacular. Which I mean, <clears throat> my KD's always been right there like 1.0 give or take just depending on the game mode and this you know in certain circumstances but like I've always considered myself a decent Call of Duty player like I'm not great but I'm not the worst player either yeah I like to think I'm good enough That's, that's probably the best way I can put it like there's times where I could be the best player in a lobby or there's also times where I could be the worst, bro. But regardless, I'm going to contribute to a team. I'm going to hold my own. And at the end of the day, it's like, you're not going to pick me last if you need somebody. Right. Yeah. I, I, I get what you're saying. I'm kind of the same way. Like if, if you need a, me to carry the team, then we're fucked. Like I'm not, I'm not, yeah that good but like if we have a couple other guys that are competent and you know even just one guy that's like super good like we can fall in behind him and like you know or her yeah we can fall in behind them and like you know like you said contribute and do your part play your role you know like like I'm not going to carry but like I can play I can play well enough to win yeah that's pretty much how I would establish myself as a gamer. I mean, back when it was, you know, playing on the Xbox 360, it was like I did need to be the best in my friend group because they were, you know, 
mediocre gamers unless you know there might have been one other that was really good but as we started getting older and like the xbox one came out everybody started you know doing this competitive race like i was saying earlier trying to figure out who is the best and like things started evolving in the gaming world into this drive for success or toxicity and I remember Yeah, and kind of go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, kind of what was born out of that, like the result of that draft be the best and like this the creation of this online gaming community is the streamers now, like the big yep. time streamers, like everybody's trying to be the best, everybody's trying to get the most viewers, push the best content, yada yada. So like it's interesting to see the evolution of like we went from no online gaming whatsoever. It was just all, you know, CPU. You play against the the AI computer based enemies, whatever, yada, yada. Then you go to the beginning of like PVP where it's like team deathmatch, multiplayer type setting, this and that. And then you have the escalation of the competitiveness and everybody's trying, everybody's figuring out how to play the game and like the meta quote unquote. And now we're at a point where it's like you're, uh, you know, that we have all these different teams like optic or phase or, you know, I don't even know all the different CDL teams that there are now, but like, it's just insane how far we've come from where we were as far as video games go. And I know we're going to, this is rambling off, but is it, does it keep evolving or are we like at a stalemate? Yeah. Are we peaking right now? See, that's kind of, it's kind of plateaued, I guess is the right word because like we were talking about, it was so fun back in the day. Maybe that's just because we were kids and now we have real world problems and we, you know, we have bills and responsibilities and shit. And maybe that kind of distracts or takes away from the fun the pure fun of video games. But yeah. to me, it seems like, like you were talking about earlier about uh Warzone two and all this, like I got to be in a certain mood. Like I can't just go and get on the game. Like I have to ha- yeah. be in the right mood, the right headspace to get on. Because if I get on and I'm in a shitty mood or, you know, um, um I can't solely concentrate on the game, then I'm just going to rage quit. I'm just going to be like, you know what? Fuck this. And quit and get off and go do something else. Literally. And and it seemed like back in the day you could just play for hours and hours and hours. Even if you were getting your ass beat, you were still having a good time. Yep. It kinda it's it's at a point now where if you don't play literally all the time, you're not gonna be able to just get on a game like you you're saying. You got to be one in the mood pretty much be full-time focused on it too because you 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 take a second and not focus you're gonna get slacked and i think it comes with you know like you said being a kid who cares if we get wrecked now it's like if you get wrecked that's the end of a game for the most part <laughs> right. that's the end that's the end of your and i day. think we're, got- in, we're in this culture of like oh this game's trash Click uninstall, uninstall, uninstall. Yep, just delete it. Forget about it permanently. Yeah. 
kind of that's weird. We're in a weird space, but we're also like, like I said, it's kind of like video games have come so far. Yeah. All right, JD. But, so, um, go ahead and finish this out on where you're at now. Like I know you said, you were uh, Black Ops Zombies. You know, that's kind of where we left off. Go ahead and finish this out, and then I got a couple questions I want to ask. I got you. So, as I left high school, graduated high school, went on to college, and when I got to college, there was a pawn shop there, and it was a small town, but they had, like, the the original Xbox One when the Xbox One came out, and they offered me to take my 360, and at the time, like, the school would give me a certain amount of money each semester, kind of like as a, like live off of pay, pay my, I used to like pay a stipend. My the, yeah, basically. So I took that little bit of money plus my Xbox and traded it in for an Xbox one. And like in college, video game graphics and competitiveness started evolving. Like we were saying, and it was more so like I used video games then to kind of still reconnect with my people back home. It was the only opportunity I really got to, you know, talk to my friends at home that I grew up with playing video games with. And the nostalgia of it kind of. Yeah. And it started, you know, almost being bittersweet. Like, you know, if I missed my, some video game time, like it was, you know, disheartening, but it got to a point where, all of my friends started pushing away from Xbox, the Xbox one, because the Xbox one seemed less superior than what at the time was the PlayStation four. Yep. So they went and got PlayStation four and I was left as one of the lone members or the lone people on Xbox. So, you know, I went back to this pawn shop and I wrangled my way into doing a straight up trade from my Xbox one for a PlayStation four, the OG PlayStation four, the big brick one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was like, finally, for the first time in my life, I started to experience Sony and the video games that it had to offer kind of opened my eyes into like some of the greatness of video games that I started diving really deeply into like video game stories, lore, like fascinating over like Marvel stuff and, you know, being a nerd over video games. Like I felt like I wasn't a kid with like Pokemon and all that stuff. And I know that I played that PlayStation for so long, but came a point where, Every time I turned it on, it sounded like an airplane engine. And this kind of, because I'm still rocking now, it kind of advanced to a point where, kind of advanced to a point where it was time for my personal self to upgrade to, which I'm on now, a slim PlayStation 4. So I'm currently sitting next to the same PlayStation 4 that I've had for a long time. It's been faithful to me. It does sound like a jet engine when I started up. 
I know that I'm not with the the next gen. I guess they they call it current gen, but I feel like since being it's still considered next gen in my yeah. in my opinion because I mean they're still kind of hard to get a hold of and yeah. they're pretty expensive. Oh, they're definitely expensive. But so I'm I'm still rocking a PlayStation Four. But what I did go out and purchase this is just a little extra add on. Is I'm now the owner, proud owner of a Meta Quest Two Oculus. Oh, it damn, is. You're getting into the VR. See, that's something I've never <laughs> this never shit. really delved into. It is absolutely astonishing, bro. I'll call that shit future generation, next gen shit, bro. Yeah, because I play a game on there now. It's um the NFL Pro Era game. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, bro. You're, like, looking around. You're inside. They've got NFL licensing, so you're, like, in each stadium. And you're playing quarterback, and, like, you got to, like, be spot on with your throws and, like, the timing. Man, it's really fun. I I recommend everybody get into the VR stuff. I was very much so a naysayer of the VR, but this shit is absolutely mind-blowing. But that's where I'm at right now. I still rock in Warzone. Hate it, but shit. It's like a love hate relationship. Yeah, I definitely understand that. But yeah, that VR is something I'm gonna definitely try out because I never have, and I've heard good things about it. I've seen videos of people like where they forget that they're in a VR and they're like, oh <laughs> they'll like God, punch bro. somebody's lights out or they're like fall over because they don't realize that you know it's just a video game. It's really like that, bro. It's it's and it's crazy how the mind, how your your like your visuals can play tricks on your mind like that heavy, to where you you forget like you're even in a video game. So, all right, a couple questions here at the end. I mean, I'm just going to ask you about some games. Um, yep. The words Mario Party does that mean anything to you? Um, if I was to put it into words, it would be. Competition, uh, fights, Mario Party always ended up in fights, bro. Uh, I love always. that game to death, bro. People fighting. Like it you're was fucking like, cheating. It's cheating. I, the game is cheating for you right now. I swear, bro. It would be full on, like, you know what? Fuck you, bitch. That's basically what it was at that point. Like, That's like the fact, new, it was like the new version of Monopoly. Yes, bro. And Mario Party is one of them games, bro. You can still pull out to this day and have a good time with a group of people. Right, right. You get four, five, six friends together, and it's still like still a banger to this day. To this day, I would. To this day, I would still play Mario Party definitely. All right. Um, what about Metroid Prime? Did you ever play that game? I know that was Damn. real big on the GameCube. Yes, Metroid Prime. In its in its peak is still one. It's a forgotten about game. People forget about all of Metroid Prime, but the story mode and the gameplay of Metroid Prime is something that I feel like every person should experience. A lot of people. I are think they asleep. need to reboot it. Yes, if they if they did a remaster, they don't even got to redo a brand new game or whatever. They just remastered the old shit, bro. Some of them boss battles were some of the coolest cinematic and gameplay experiences I've ever had. 
turning into a, the the little ball and rolling through the tubes and coming out and there's a big boss, bro, and you just got yeah. your blasters, bro. Great, 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 great. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, all right, I got two or three more. Did you ever get into The Sims? I played The Sims a little bit as a kid. Uh, the last one that I played on, and the only reason I even remember this game was because it was different from all the other Sims. It was the nature one where you were like on an island. Yeah. You basically build your own like island livable fortress. You start with nothing type thing. I remember that Sims, but I never really dove too deep into the Sims. I know people that still play the Sims to this day, um, but it was never, never like the the super, super love for me. Right. I, the biggest I ever got into Sims it was on. Uh, it was a mobile game. It was yeah. Sim City. Build it it's where you like yeah. build your own city. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But they have like. A lot of in-game purchases, so I've wasted a bunch of fucking money on that game. <laughs> I had to quit playing it. Fucking microtransactions yes. is the death of video games. Swear. Okay, Pokemon Go. Did you ever get into like Pokemon Go? I still play Pokemon Go oh to this gosh. day. I wouldn't say to that this loud. day. I don't give a fuck, bro. <laughs> hey, it when, was fun, man. It was fun. I just I got my kick out of it, and then I just put it down. But like, it's like I it's said, fun. Like I said, I've always been a Pokemon person. So when Pokemon Go came out, me, my brother, his friends, some of my friends, we would all pile up into a car and go to wherever, you know, like somewhere that we knew would be popping off with Pokemon. And we would just be walking around playing Pokemon Go. And I remember like when it first came out, like you knew you were in the right spot because there was a shit ton of people there doing the same fucking thing, walking yeah. around with their phone out, not looking up, flipping Pokeballs. It was like, who's the first person that's going to catch an Eevee and evolve it into a Jolteon? Now they've got pretty much every generation of Pokemon. I don't care for the, the new generations of shit, but I still play Pokemon Go because I'm shiny hunting, and I don't know if you know what shiny Pokemon are, but... Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that nerdy, I guess, but... Yeah. I remember... Uh, Whenever it first came out, like, at first I was like, ah, it looks stupid. And then I downloaded it, and I started playing it. And I remember, like, on my lunch break, bro, like, there was, like, a route that I would take every day looking for Pokemon. Because I <laughs> knew there would be, there would be like, new Pokemon. Or, like, I had to go past certain places to get Poke, to restock my Pokeballs and shit like that. So I literally would, like, drive around the town where I, where I work and, like, try to fucking capture Pokemon. So... I it had the world. It. it had the world. Oh, I had them captured. Everybody was everybody. playing that shit. The whole world. Everybody. That's awesome. All right, last one, and we'll end on this. What are your thoughts on Hogwarts Legacy? I know this can kind of be a loaded subject because of all the all the uh, um, controversy around it, but I I haven't yet personally played it. But I've seen a lot of streamers play it, and I've seen a lot uh, about the game. So I just want to get your take on it. So, one, the gameplay looks fantastic. They did what they needed to do with the game. It's going to be crazy when they finally put multiplayer in. But for the subject outside of it, for why there's controversy, 
look, I'm not transphobic. I know you're probably not transphobic, and even if we are, that's not for us. It's not an argument. But the argument to be said, like if you play Hogwarts or whatever, and that makes you transphobic, the people that are trying to fight that fight are fighting the, the, the wrong fight. Like you guys could be taking that energy and putting it where it should be good. Should mean not on video game, a video game where people are going to play. Focus your energy on like I don't know the government pushing you guys down or whatever. Don't put it on the creators who have nothing to do with J.K. Rowling's bro. That's right. That's all I got to say on that. Right. They act like it's like it's. Like you're basically Hitler if you fucking buy this game and play it. Oh, like, and I know I've God. shared a lot of memes about it. I just get a kick out of it. I think it's funny. I swear. I like, I'm a troll. I can't help it. But, uh, but yeah, I think it definitely looks like a good game. I, I, yeah. I'm planning on buying it and playing it. But like I said, there's just so many other games out that I've downloaded that I haven't played right now that I need yeah. to get into before I start on Hogwarts Legacy, because I know it's going to be a deep dive as far as One of the games I haven't talked about that I've been playing is, and I want to bring this up because it is uh, a core game for people, is Minecraft. I've been playing a lot of Minecraft lately. See, I kind of missed that train. It was kind of, I guess I was a little bit older when it came out. So, like, I never never really got into it, but my little sister loves it. She was into it big time. I got into it late, but I've been playing lately and it's kind of, it's, it's a nice escape from them other, like, I don't have to be competitive in that, bro. I can just, you know, kind of, kind of just do my own thing. And I see the, uh, like I've seen videos of like people who've made these big immaculate, majestic fucking worlds and shit. Bro, you gotta see mine. I think it's badass. Like, that's cool. I built like. I built a baseball stadium like with like three floors and bleacher seats and I built Stark Towers. Damn. That's bro, pretty I've, cool. I've gone in. I'll have to send you a video later on, bro. Sounds but like it's insane. Hours and hours in that game. So many hours, bro. But that's it, bro. That's that's where I'm at right now. And well, I'm probably going to end this. We're going to end this and I'm probably going to turn the PlayStation back on and Play some video games while I upload this and start working on the audio. Yes, sir. I uh, definitely feel that. I'm probably going <laughs> to rage out on some Ashika Island later on after my daughter goes to bed and shit and we eat dinner and all that good jazz. So, all right, folks. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, uh, we appreciate you. Um, I know we haven't really mentioned it because we kind of took a couple weeks off, but we're still going to do the gift card again this month you know i know yep. it's the 18th so it's kind of kind of late in the game but we still have 10 days left in february so yes all votes will be counted i'll make sure it's on time this week or this uh this 28th so we'll get it popping yes sir we'll um discuss some more episode topics i don't know if we're gonna do another video game i think we pretty much covered everything at least, you know, for right now, what we wanted to cover with video games. Yeah. So next week, we'll probably have a different episode. I don't know what we'll have as far as sports. So I guess we'll figure that out as well. Talk kind about some preview. NBA, some, w- yeah. some UK basketball, which they did yeah. win today against number Big 10 win. Tennessee. So go Cats. Huge win. 
Do you twin? We're probably in the tournament now, so that's cool. That's good. Um, but yeah, uh, we're gonna keep cranking the content out, so if you're with us, thanks for being here. We love you. Appreciate you. Peace out. Peace.